Special guests. Yes, we do. And they are extremely special. More, yes. Maybe more special to me than they are to you. But I know <laughs> but you special. think they're special, right? Yes. Welcome, audience. We are in part nine or ten. We cannot even remember anymore of our series, Coping with the COVID Calamity. And tonight, we have Dr. Angel, as always, sitting right here, our resident expert, PhD, licensed mental health counselor, and a bunch of other degrees that are too numerous to mention. And me, Mama Mac, and with us are these two cute people over here. Yes. Who brought them in? You brought them I in. I brought them in. Justin would not be here if I had not married his grandfather. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is my grandson, Justin McAllister, who is third in the line of my 14. Yep. third, yeah. Yep. And this is his beautiful girlfriend, Cammy Miller. <laughs> And they are from Winchester, Indiana. Where is that? Uh, Mid-East, Indiana. Mid-East. five to ten minutes from the Ohio line. Yeah. So, right on the line. Right. Yeah. Right over there somewhere, right? Yep. Yeah. So they're down here visiting, and they really came down to drive my Mini Cooper. That's why they came down. <laughs> is that why everyone comes to Florida? That's why everybody comes to visit me, that's for sure. So anyway, we're really glad that they're with us tonight, and we don't get to have special guests very often. Once in a while. Once in a while. And we get tired of just each other. True story. Right? <laughs> and so it's kind of cool to have these. And so now's the time where you guys can wave to your mommies and your daddies. And your grandparents and, <laughs> and your brothers and your sisters and everybody that might know you up there in Indiana, because there's a few that do. A couple. Just a Just couple. a few. Yeah. Okay. We've been having a good time, haven't we, kids? Went to Honeymoon yep. Island today. That was a lot of fun. Oh, it was beautiful oh, I'm so out jealous. there. It was really beautiful. And everybody was staying six feet apart. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about this COVID calamity, Dr. Angel, because we've been doing this for weeks now because... Months. Months because things just keep changing, don't yes. they? Things do not stay the same and have not since day one. Whenever day one was back in late February, early March, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's changed a lot um, it consistently. Has. It has, and it continues to do so. And so, tell our audience why we think it's important to do a series like this on coping. Wow, because you know what? When we have a lot of change happen, like it's it throws us for a loop. Like we like things to stay the same. So we don't usually reach out for change and like the world changed overnight and ripped a rug out from under us. And yeah. we got to figure out how to get through and live and exist. Like this wasn't, I think in the beginning we all thought, oh, we can just hold out for a couple of weeks and then we'll have life we back did. to normal. I think right? we did think that it would be a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. And now it's, it's not been a couple of weeks. No. no. 
I want to tell our audience, if you are new to our audience because of our guests tonight, <laughs> uh, you can. We are on Facebook Live right now on Dr. Angel Falzoni's page, on Justin McAllister's page. I don't know if you tagged me, too. I did. Oh, so on my page, too. And uh, and so that's good. And Cammie doesn't have Facebook. She just doesn't believe in it. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and so, uh, yeah, that's what you can do. Also, this is a call-in show, and we are in our sixth year on the on the uh, air and that is my son who's the announcer who is your dad indeed indeed it is, is. right you recognize that voice didn't I you did. yeah yep. ryan McAllister. so anyway we're just glad to be able to, ha- to have them here tonight with us and we're going to get into some things that affect them in this calamity but if any of you want to call in ask a question Tommy is engineering, as he always does for our show, in there in the control room, and you can call this number. I'm going to get ready to give it to you, 727-441-3000. It's kind of an easy number, 727, which is our area code here in Pinellas County, 727-441-3000. Feel free to call in, and Tommy will let us know if you're on the line and patch you through with any questions or comments. So, in all of this, we have talked an awful lot about emotional issues that are going on, right, Dr. Angel? Yes, we have. And we're going to pick your brains, kids. And uh, if there's a question that you really don't know the answer to, that's okay. Just say whatever you want to say. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know you know the answers, too. But first, I want to ask you, Dr. Angel, as this has progressed, and now we're in a new, brand new phase. Yes. What Do you want to tell the audience about the new phase and what, how that is affecting us here in Florida? Ooh, we're in the reopening phase. As of, I think it was yesterday, part of downtown Disney or Disney Springs started opening. Oh, really? Not okay. the parks. Um, so things are starting to kind of open up a lot more here. Right. Gyms are open this week. I talked to a gym owner, and she's doing her first live classes tonight. Oh, wow. And beaches have opened? Beaches have opened. Restaurants, um, 25% capacity still. Uh, or maybe 50? 50. 50 it's 50 yeah. because 50 we were at the Village Inn. I told them that you and I always go there. We were there yesterday morning for a great breakfast, and there was nobody in there, what, two or three other people? Yeah. And so there was no problem with the six-foot Wait, thing. so you guys were there on pie day. Did you get your yeah, pie? Yes. Okay. For breakfast. <laughs> hey, no, there's no because shame in that. when she came, she says, hey, yeah, I know it's you guys all like breakfast, but it's free pie day, and do you want any? And, well, of course, we all had to say, yes, we did, you know, so... Um, yeah. So anyway, it was somebody's trying to call, and we cannot. I cannot answer that phone. So uh, yes, we did have free pie yesterday. Good. But uh, restaurants, I think it's about fifty percent. Beaches are because when we were at the beach today, um, we were people were sitting about six or, or more. It was apart. pretty packed, but yeah. people were. Yeah, still it really was pretty busy. In their own distance. little groups. Yeah, no. yeah, they were. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's just nice to be out there in the sand and the water and mm-hmm. really have a great time. Um, you mentioned a statistic last week, Doctor Angel. I want to bring back before we talk to these kids. Okay. Nearly half, forty-five percent mm-hmm. of adults in the United States have reported that their mental health has been negatively impacted due to worry and stress over the virus. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. And how that has affected probably people all around the world, but let's just talk about the United States, really. Well, you know, it's changed every area of our life. Um, It's really put us into a social isolation, which 
really hurts our mental health because we're made to connect. We're made to be with people that are unsupported by people. Um, this pandemic has hurt us financially. People are losing their jobs or getting their hours cut or out of work completely or working so many hours that they have no time to take care of their family. So like, things that are changing are impacting our mental health. Like we have to we're losing our supports. I was talking to someone the other day and I'm like, all the things we use as supports were the things that really got closed down, right? Like we relax, we go to a restaurant, yep. you know, we wanna you know, enjoy a ball game or time with friends at the beach or we couldn't do any of those things. Right. The ball games in particular affect us because we like to go to about the rest. <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's really been hard. That's been a big blow. Um, in Indiana, you guys have, uh, you're experiencing the same things. It's not about beaches in Indiana. <laughs> ah, sure it is. <laughs> no, it isn't. Okay. <laughs> not at all. Uh, so, but there have been changes because, Cammie, you are a senior in high school. Yes. Justin has already been out a th- couple years. Two and a half? Two. Okay. And um, so, Cammie, how has this affected your life now with all this? Were you shocked when all this came down? And was your community there in Winchester, like, really, like, what are we going to do? Was it was there a freak-out time? Or how did everybody handle things? Um, yeah, for sure. It came as a shock to us. Before everything really got shut down, we were definitely talking with our teachers about what the plan would be if we did end up shutting down and we were out of school march 16th i believe and it was just it was a little bit of a panic right before that like among the school and students sure they were all just like confused and worried about yeah what would happen or if we weren't some of them were upset because they thought we wouldn't close some of the students were they wanted to close? Yeah, just because okay. all around us, schools started closing, and they originally the plan at our school was we weren't going to close until we had a confirmed case. Oh, our, really? I don't remember if it was our county or at in our actual community, but okay. we ended up closing the, the 16th of the March. The 16th of March, and then you started <laughs> school online, right? Mm-hmm. Three days a week. Three days a week. Okay, has that, how has that been? How has that um, affected you? For me, it wasn't bad because I actually went half day to school anyways, and I worked half day. So I only had four classes that I had to take, but I know for other people it was pretty hard, and especially for parents with younger kids who are still in work, they had to find time to sit down and do all these classes with their kids, and they don't know really what's going on at school all day, so... It was kind of a shock. Yeah, it's a them. shock. And you're getting ready to start college in the fall. And Ball State, that's, yep. where, that's where I graduated from. So it's a darn good school. Ball State University, Muncie, Indiana. And um, you don't know yet whether or not you're actually going to go to classes. How is that coming um, together? I don't think they have come to a determ Like, they haven't determined exactly what the plan is. I know some... I know Purdue actually is doing face-to-face classes until Thanksgiving, and then after that, they're going online. By face to face, you mean what? Uh, in in person. person, yeah. In person, okay. So I know that Purdue is doing that, but I don't know that Ball State has announced an official plan yet. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> how would you feel if you were like going to college as a freshman in your home online that instead? Would be pretty hard because <laughs> I mean I have a science major and right. it's not 
easy. So your your career aspirations are to be a veterinarian. A veterinarian. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not to mention, she's not going to brag on herself, but she got into honors college also. Oh, did she did? That's so fantastic. That's going to be a little extra difficult. For oh her yeah, that's fantastic. Well, isn't that some boyfriend? Look at that. Just, you know, <laughs> pointing out your, your assets and everything. That's really good. So, uh, Justin, let's talk to you because I know that I have been very concerned about you as your nana. I've yep. uh, been praying for you a lot. We've talked a lot. Um, and tell the audience what you do as a career at this point. I am currently an EMT. Yes. With not exactly what my future plans are. I'm in an advanced EMT class and then... If I'd like to stay in that field, then I'll go to paramedic school. And uh, but I might jump around a little bit. We'll see. <laughs> a lot of kids do. Yeah. So yeah. Fire, fire also is an aspiration. So yeah. Um, a lot of people do fire and EMS right. together. And uh, like Tampa. Right. It's Tampa Rescues who it is, and um, that's the goal would be do that. I mean that's the best way to do EMS if you want to do it. Really. More money that way and. You can do fire and EMS. You have two of the three major emergency fields knocked out in one. So Wow. That's the goal. And, you know, you did do some college, and you just weren't sure what you wanted to do. And this right. happened, and the opportunity came. And I've never seen you this happy. Yeah. As I know, far, I'm I not mean, sure I've ever been this happy, honestly. Right. I think, I mean, you were there for the, the absolute panic and stress yes. of when I decided, I don't think college is for me right <laughs> and I, I have no idea what I want to do right. I mean it was one of the worst times of my life I had no idea and it was yeah I felt honestly I felt pathetic because <laughs> I felt like I, I had no aspirations in life right. and yeah. then this happened to pop up it was like a sign yeah it's just they happened to put on the class right when I decided I didn't want to go to college anymore right and you know what Dr. Angel talk about that will you because you have three sons too and I don't think everybody is cut out for college. I, I mean, Absolutely. 100% agree with you. And do I do you? not say that very often. No, you never tell me you agree I with know. me. I know. Oh, okay. No, well, you know, and it, and it shouldn't be that way. If everyone went to college, then we would have jobs and careers that weren't getting done. Not every job and career is a college-based career. And so, you know, and not everyone has a plan right out of high school. And there is a lot oh, of pressure. Yes. And there's a lot of stress to have the plan of what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Like, that's a long time, by the right. way. Like 30, 40, 50 years of your right. working career will be whatever you choose. And so, yeah, college is great for some people. For some people, it's not. Technical school is great for some people. For some people, it's not. You know, military can have great opportunities. Like, there are great ways. It's figuring it out, trying things out, see what you like. If you like it, then you know you can keep pursuing that. Well, last week we were on Gene Hodges' show right Mm -hmm. after this, and he makes a big deal about find something you like and try things. What do you absolutely? I agree in trying things out. Like my son, my oldest is twenty three years old, and he's on his second career already. So he did military, he was a mechanic, and now he's doing electrical school. So it's okay. Yeah, it really is. So let's talk about the EMT thing, because uh, the thing that's been that's concerning me as your grandmother, as your Nana, has been the safety issue for you. Right. And the long number of hours that you've been working sometimes. Tell us how long. You mean like for a shift? Yeah. Um, the longest shift that will be scheduled to work is 24 hours. Um, but there has been a few shifts where I've worked 40 um, just picked up because the next day I get off at 8 a.m. for my 24 
and my next shift starts at 8 a.m. that same day. So I'm essentially just clocking <laughs> out, clocking right back in, and then working until midnight that day. Wow. So it's a long time. 40 hour shifts. I bet since this pandemic started, I've averaged probably 54 hours a week. 56 somewhere around there and this is one reason they're here on vacation right yes, now they need it. besides the fact that cammy graduating from high school they need a trip which right. is kind of cool so justin how has this affected you have you battled fear at all taking care of patients or have you I'm, i know you have a lot of protocols you guys right. came down here with masks and gloves and all the stuff they were very very careful they're very yeah. very careful kids but go ahead i don't think i ever really was fearful I think that's the worst thing that you can do is be afraid of it. I think you should take precautions. I think you should be as safe as possible. Right. But I think being afraid is getting you nowhere. Right. I think it's only bringing negativity into your life, negative thoughts. Yeah. Um, so, no, I don't think I've ever been afraid of it. Um, I have. We initially started with it was almost if you had a, a possible positive patient, you definitely had a mask and gown on. But on other calls, it was kind of at your own will if you wanted to wear a mask or not. We always wear gloves. Um, but now to the point where every single call, we're at least N95 mask and gloves. Yeah. Every call. Yeah. And uh, there's been no repercussions from that. People haven't said, I don't want to wear that or anything like that. No. Everybody's pretty willing. Right. I mean, nobody wants to get it. Right. Sure. sure. Even the people who aren't afraid of it and think everything that's going on is dumb, they don't want to get it. Right. It's just, you know, it's something that you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, Cammie, and I know you've worked part-time in a restaurant, and um, that's an interesting situation. So you weren't probably working at all for a while? Um, I actually have two jobs. I work at a dog kennel. Okay. And I have not worked there for probably a month and a half. Okay. And I'm actually going to – that has actually picked up, so I'll be doing that for the first time in a while when I get back. And I work at a house, not a house, layers, house of flavors, which is like an ice cream shop. And I, we have been fortunate enough to be able to stay open with that. So I still have had something yeah. to do. So I'm that's not great. just sitting at home all day. Right, and that's good because yeah, school online hasn't provided that much, yeah, that you had to do. Because when you only have it three days a week, and for me it only lasts about an hour a day, I get a little (laughs) bored. Yeah, you got bored. fortunate enough to be working quite a bit. Well, that brings me to the question I want to ask both of you as far as emotionally. Have you struggled with, Justin, you just addressed the fear issue. Has the fear issue been a problem for you, Cammie? Um, Not really fear, but I have felt several other emotions as a senior. Let's talk about those. (laughs) (laughs) Like, essentially, your whole education is leading up to your senior year. You know, you spend 13 years in school, and you have all these things to look forward to your senior year, graduation. We do, like, senior picnics, all sorts of stuff together as seniors, and we have missed out on all of this. So prom? You're looking, yeah. You our didn't senior have prom, prom they right? canceled completely. Yeah. Our graduation, each senior is only allowed four tickets. And for me, that's frustrating because I come from a family of six, and that's not including either of my grandparents. So right. I have to pick four Or people. your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I have to pick four people, and that's frustrating. And I know I'm not alone in that situation coming from a bigger family sure. where you can't have everybody at your graduation so that is frustrating and and is your graduation in the gymnasium where it's um, always been every time that 
these kids, these older ones of my grandkids have graduated. I've been to all three, so. They are making ours be outside on the football field. Okay. So it's more spread out, and everybody has to wear masks that come, and they're going to probably set each family, I would say, six feet away or have stuff marked off specifically. So that's so. in July right now? Yes, July 11th. Okay. So, so yeah, let's talk emotionally. How has that affected you as far as things you were anticipating, you were looking forward to, and then haven't happened the way you were? Um, some of it was definitely very frustrating, and it made me sad or upset, I guess you could say, that I have to miss out on all these experiences that me and my friends have been looking forward to for sure. 13 years, if not more. And it's just something that you know you it's towards the end of your education before you go to college and some people don't go to college so that's the end of their education and these are just things that you are kind of fun to do at the end and then you find out that you can't do any of them and right that's frustrating but i mean you don't really get to see your friends that much anymore right no no you're you're suddenly cut off you want to address all that dr angel from a professional standpoint sure i mean that's that social isolation that right you know we talk about and i get so frustrated when i keep hearing the news tell everybody socially isolate no we need to socially stay connected we need to physically isolate like we need to still be connected socially if that you know means zoom calls if that means phone calls if that means meeting and staying apart from each other but we need to still connect socially with people i mean the depression and anxiety that comes from not having people to talk to is it's hard it's a real big isolation leading to a lot of depression i've i've dealt with a lot of individuals with suicide ideation and that social separation has been the one of the root causes to that i want to bring that up right after the break with justin in particular and maybe cammy too about people you know and in work we've talked a little bit about that um and so you're saying doctor that this statistic is probably at least true 45 percent of adults have had some really serious mental health issues going on. I agree with that. Maybe even higher. I mean, yeah. I mean, and it may not have gone on the whole time for everybody, but they, sure. there's been these. It's been this up and down kind of experience for a lot of people. So we're going to talk about why that's been and what the pro, what people are feeling as soon as we go to the break. If anybody wants to call in and uh, ask a question of Justin or Cammy, you can seven two seven four four one three thousand. And uh, it's kind of cool to have these kids here, just like it's been when we've had some of your kids here, right? It's fun. So it's a good experience. And, uh, yeah, all good. So we're coming right back. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. When the dogwood starts to bloom and the crickets hung the tune That's usually about the time That I feel most alone But the news has all been bad And the whole world seems so sad I ain't had much else going on So I sat down and wrote this song I miss my mom, I miss my dad I miss the road, I miss my band Giving hugs and shaking hands
informative radio for the Sunshine State. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees, including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. guys picked the song tonight, didn't you? I didn't I even know picked. that was, Yeah, Justin did. I didn't even know oh, that no, was a it. song. It was six feet apart. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking here at something we had written down last week, Dr. Angel. A broad body of research links social isolation, loneliness to poor mental health. Recent data shows there's a higher number of people who are sheltering in place and having negative mental health issues right now. Yes. And that, and that's just it. That's that social isolation. That's that cutting themselves off from support and people that you know they connect with and that they love. And we're not having that. We we're almost afraid of these people sometimes. Like yeah. you know, I've heard the stories of like you know grandparents who can't see their grandkids because they don't want to transmit diseases to each other, and like they're missing each other. And birthdays and you know holidays are happening. Life is still happening, right? And all the normal things we usually do aren't. Exactly. And so that's one of the reasons we're doing this show again tonight, Coping with the COVID Calamity, Part 10 or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's been going on forever. Uh, and because we really want to help people cope a little better. Yes. And, and we need to understand that we are social creatures. That's what I hear you saying. And that we, even in our isolation, we need to be connected. Correct? Yes. yes. So on the night of Easter... I and my son Mark arranged it. We had a family Zoom 
uh, meeting that evening after I left the radio station from our Sunday show. There were 18 of us on that Zoom call. Got to see you kids and everybody. It was really it was really fun, the babies and all that. Some of yep. you hadn't even seen the newest baby in Texas, Reese. That was my first time. That was your first time to see baby Reese. And and so it was it was just fun. It was like an hour and everybody's mm-hmm. and my uh, your dad, my son Ryan said next time we need to kind of be more coordinated as far as like giving people an opportunity to talk because everybody's wanting yeah. to say something and you know sure but thank goodness we have zoom yes it's better than nothing at all right yes yes i mean and there's a lot of great tools out there you know between video conferencing and and facetiming as you've switched your whole phone platform yes, over. all for my precious grandchildren <laughs> i gave up my diehard samsung droid for an iphone right here and i do like it it's just the pain of switching was pretty intense yeah true but there are a lot of creative ways you know i've heard of so many great creative things um people still meeting and going for their walks they're just walking further apart and kind of talking a little louder but you know we can still connect we need to connect we need to be socially connected we need to be physically distant Exactly. And the last couple of weeks, we've kind of talked a lot about depression. Um, and, and in your career, Justin, you and I have talked about some of the calls that you have been called on mm-hmm. and some of the drastic situations you walked into, right? Yep. Um, and, and where drug abuse uh, is involved in this, um, because it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You want to comment on that before we ask Justin some of his... Definitely. I mean, I have seen a rise in drug use and abuse right now. And people who had great sobriety aren't, you know, they weren't able to maintain it through the pandemic. The stress was just too much for them. Is it the stress? Is it the fear? It's probably the whole bag. It's all of it. It's all of that emotional health thing, all that mental health that's part of it. Stress, fear, depression, anxiety, like all of it. The trauma of it. Sure. Cammie, have you heard about any of this and people you know or... Mm, not really. I mean, most of the people that I'm close with have all been pretty fortunate in this situation to okay. still have a little, a, quite a bit of normality in their life. Okay. Yeah. So. And doesn't that make a big difference here when yeah. we have, when we can go back to those normal things? Now, I know, Justin, you, because of your work, have not been to see your baby brother. And, uh, and, and that's rough. And that's rough because you wanted to see little Dawson and yeah. you're not, you've not able, able to do that. So let's talk, talk to us about what you've experienced with work yeah. or, or, or just social isolation in general. Um, for me, I was never, too isolated for me it was more well the nba that was my that was my big thing (laughs) that's that's when association well because i'm an nba fanatic yes you are and (laughs) that's really when it all started for me i knew it was all around i knew it was coming here it was gonna gonna get here and then i was planning on watching nba games one night and all of a sudden they all got canceled they're about to start a game Right. Someone that's tested right. positive. Yes, they right. I remember it, that. And the night. whole NBA got suspended. Yes. And that's, it's like everything went from zero to 100 <laughs> that one night. And then and, everything uh, shut down after that. And, and true. Yeah. And suddenly we don't have the baseball or anything. Yeah. And how did that affect you that, that evening when all that happened? Well, I mean, did, would reality like hit you in the face? Not necessarily. That, that night I was more in the, the club. It's dumb. This it's is dumb. stupid. Oh, okay. It's the flu. Okay. Um, I've went. I I think I've had stages. Sure. Of where I've been at in it. That was my initial stage. Yeah. 
the next stage was, okay, it's a little serious. Sure. We need to, and that stage probably lasted the, the good amount. It's pretty serious. We need to take it. We need to take it serious. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Then I've started, I started researching numbers and everything even more. And nobody knows the real numbers. We can't. It's impossible. Right. Unless we're doing way more antibody tests. Sure. And, I mean, with the number of tests we're doing, we keep, we're always doing more and more tests. We're always going to have more positive sure, people. Sure, sure. So how long is it really going to go? Just like with Cammie's graduation. And in Indiana, I think it's it might be July 4th, that supposedly everything's supposed to be back to normal. Well, her graduation's not till July 11th, and they're still wanting to do the whole social distancing thing. So how long is it going to last? Right. That, that's it could what go a lot mind. longer, right? So is it, are things ever going to go back to normal? And I think they will, personally. I think they I think one day... Things Someday. will be back to normal, but I think it's going to take way longer than we want it to. And I think that's where a lot of people's problems are lying. Mm-hmm. With Well, like for me, we've seen at work a, a lot more mental health calls. Yeah. So if it's an overdose, I'm guessing a lot of them, people are bored, honestly. Yeah. And so they're kind of dabbling back in the drugs. drugs. And I think a lot of the mental health, we've been on a lot of suicidal subject calls. Right. As of recent or suicide attempts. Have some actually gone ahead and committed suicide and some did not? Yes, there's been a few that have actually done it. There was was a girl that I had went to school with who attempted. We found her. She was at home alone. We found her as she was attempting to kill herself and say we were able to save her so yeah that was that was one of the calls where it's rewarding right because then i was in the back on the way to the hospital with her and i was able to talk to her and it was rewarding and by the time i got to the hospital she had admitted that was not the best thing for her to do she needed to talk to people and that she promised me that she's not going to ever do it again Somebody she had a history of it right she had a history and we weren't we weren't friends by any means in school we were kind of like two opposite yeah. ends of the spectrum, but it was we, it brought us together in that right. moment. Sure, and that's powerful. Even even not during this pandemic. I mean, I know a lot of my coworkers and other people. We act like the stuff that happens at work it doesn't bother us. That's kind of how we cope with it. Humor, things like that. It might be a little sinister sometimes, but we call it that the dark humor. Dark of humor, the right? Fields. You just yes. have to do it sometimes. Right. Um, and I think I'm still trying to learn how to cope with some things. Yes. yes. Even though I try to act like things don't bother me, it, it does. And I think I my way of coping with that is through Cammy. If I'm being honest. And I, I portray a lot of that onto Cammy. And it's not fair to her. It's not healthy by any means. And I mean, that's probably something I should talk to her about. Let's what talk. what are some things? How do you cope with? How Let's do you cope talk with that? to the resident expert. <laughs> Would you like to address all this, Doctor Angel? Sure. That's very insightful, by the way. Very insightful. Yes, Go very ahead. much. And thank you for sharing. Um, definitely, that going through the phases. I like how you talked about that because I think a lot of people have gone through the phases of how what their belief has been going through this and. Um, you know, and I think you you hit the nail on the head when you're like, we need to be careful, we need to be safe. I mean, that's right. 
important. Um, but we can't be fearful and we can't live in that right. constant It only state makes of, it worse if we're scared. Afraid and afraid of other people to the point where there's been shootings over wearing masks or not wearing masks. Right. And like, that's not okay. Period. The end. Like, so if we're that afraid, like we need to get help. But coping through it, yeah, it's tough. And it's really hard on guys because guys are supposed to be strong. It's supposed to be yeah. tough. We're supposed to be able to like... No, especially these big EMT guys. Exactly. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's just it's unfair because everyone has emotions, and we are all experiencing a lot of change and a lot of um, stress, and we need to be able to cope with that. And all the ways we do cope are gone. Like your basketball game was a coping way, and hanging out with the buddies, or you know, whatever, going to the gym, whatever. Those were those were all taken from us. But we do need to talk about it, and we need to talk about. Are those feelings and we have to get vulnerable about hey I'm really struggling with this and be real with people we trust in our life and we have a phone call okay caller hey it's Nan how you guys doing we're good Nan how are you I'm doing good um Justin I'm about to cry um oh sorry I'm not supposed to cry okay Justin, thank you thank you for what you do yes, yes. it's got to be tough yeah, there's uh, no need I to thank no me. Huh? I said there's no need to thank me. <laughs> well, yes, there is. You yeah. know, you're putting, uh, you're putting your life on the line. Yeah. To help people, and that's a big deal. It Man, is. That's a big deal. It is. And uh, I, I have no question because you covered things so thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to tell you, thank you for all that you do for us. That's very no, sweet you. of you, Nan. We appreciate you calling in. He's an amazing young man. I'm sitting here remembering when he was born, Angel, and, <laughs> and just how, you know, just how where he is now and how how he has grown up and matured. It's it's so cool to see see our kids be able to blossom. Yes, it, like your son Anthony was in uh, the army in Alaska, and he's been waiting consistently here for the last several weeks to be deployed again, but it's not happened and. So that's a good thing. So maybe he won't be. But uh, thanks to Nan for expressing that. Absolutely. Because it is a real thing. When you have your kids and your grandkids on the front line, Mm -hmm. your son, my grandson, um, and and go back to your your thought of where you were with, with helping people cope when they are suicidal, when they are thinking about... You know, this is too hard. I can't do this. And we, they, we need to reach out for help. We need to reach out for professional help. Right. Like when we are starting to get those ideas of like, I can't do this anymore, or, you know, I want to take this bottle of pills, or I want to do this or that. Like, we need to reach out for help. And every community has help. Um, we call the National Suicide Hotline. Call your community. Here I'm going to give that number again. Because we've been out that for help. every week there lately. is help. National suicide number, 800-273-8255. I'll give it to you one more time. Because there are people who really need to reach out because they are struggling. 1-800-273-8255. So um, just back to this whole scenario where Justin is put in, EMTs are put in situations. You're the first line. You're the first person right there to see whether or not this is a COVID patient, whether or not this is a suicidal patient, you know, et cetera. Yeah, um, when, when the call goes in, it's supposed to be, this patch is supposed to ask questions to the caller. Okay. Have you been traveling? Have you had any of these symptoms? Blah, blah, blah. And then they'll tell us in our page, positive, possible positive screen or negative screen. But for being honest, 
it doesn't always happen that way. Right. Um, they could tell us negative screen and we get there and their symptoms are, I've have 104 fever and yes. I've been coughing for three days. Right. Yes. Stuff like that. Right. I mean, so it's it's best for us to at least we wear mask gloves on every single call. As soon as they say they've had any symptoms, we're putting gowns on. Yeah. Good. Um, Good. But we've we've been pretty blessed in Randolph County. I think last I saw, which this was almost a week ago now, it was only 27 cases total. That's great. Fantastic. I believe three deaths. But that says people are taking precautions. That's what it says. And people Mm -hmm. are doing the social distancing, staying home, and and all that. Right. Which I I didn't know until later. Um, I had come in contact with a positive patient. It was a patient of mine. I found out so long later that it didn't matter. Even if I did get it, I'm over it by now. And nobody around me, luckily, had ever, Cammy had never had any symptoms. Nobody had ever had any symptoms. So I had all PPE on. I don't think it would have been an issue. But it was kind of surreal when I found out because it was like I was in front of somebody. I was with somebody. A patient of mine had it, and I had no idea. Yeah. Makes so you, it makes you wonder, Yeah. when I go to Walmart, did I just touch something that somebody who had it touched? And that's why I'm constantly, I constantly, Cammy probably gets annoyed, I'm constantly using hand you, sanitizer you are, on everything. You everybody. are. I'm very proud of you kids. I told you, my only my only problem with you guys coming down to visit was, were you going to wear masks and, as right. you stop for gas and things like that? And you have. You guys have been great. In fact, they went to Sam's Club with me yesterday because they had to lift everything we had to get <laughs> for the church. And honestly, they were extremely careful about everything. So would you address all that? I mean, just that, that knowing then you have been in contact yeah, that, with someone what does that do for some of our listeners may have had something similar happen sure and i think that's kind of part of where that concern is like it's that invisible enemy right now and it could be anywhere and anyone yeah. could contain it and we don't know if and when we've been exposed and when you've have that feeling like oh my gosh this person is positive and I've been around them like what does that mean for me like yeah and my family and my loved ones and did I bring something to somebody that could you know potentially hurt them um it definitely increases our anxiety a little bit sure until you know everybody's in the clear I'm sure you were very concerned and watching and making sure you or them didn't come down with symptoms honestly that was my concern it wasn't really myself I knew I felt fine I haven't had any symptoms I knew I would be okay but could I be asymptomatic and give it to sure, somebody? Sure, sure. Absolutely. That was, that was my main concern, yeah. and that's what I was worried about. Sure. And, I mean, I, if I'm being honest, I kind of took the approach to this whole thing. I, I tried to use it for the, the for positivity mm-hmm. and to basically advance who I am as a person. And because um, I knew right when all this happened, I knew it would be a mental health issue. I knew it would. Social isolation is probably killing a good fraction of people that. Oh, yes. I mean, the the loss of people from mental health struggles. Due to all this, not even COVID. Right. I'm sure it's very significant. And I think that's the best way to do it. I think the best way to approach this whole scenario is to try to just improve yourself with what you have to work with. Sure, sure. And so that's, that's kind of, I think I took that. For anybody listening, David Goggins' book, that's the best thing that's ever happened yeah. to me. For my my mental health, what my well-being, What was the title everything. of that book? 
I don't know the exact title. I think it was uh, oh something like Get Hard with or David Goggins. He's a Navy SEAL, okay. a retired Navy SEAL. Was that one your dad recommended to you? Or? No, that's actually I was watching Joe Rogan's podcast, oh. and he was on Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast. Okay, but um, he basically was a hunt, or he was three hundred pounds at one point. Oh wow! And he was brutally beaten by his father growing up, and his mom took him and his brother to Indianapolis, Indiana, where they wow. grew up. And um, he decided at one point he was spraying pest control, which was, this is why this book resonated so much with me because I was doing that yeah, at one point were. when I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> right. And um, so he decided he wants better for himself. And sure. he was 300 pounds at the time. And he went to a Navy SEAL recruitment and they said, you have to lose 106 pounds in three months to be even eligible. Oh, wow. And he did it. And he did it. And he became a Navy SEAL. And this whole book is basically on callousing your mind. Right. On becoming the best and the hardest version of yourself. And That's it's good. the best. I, I think I listened to the audio book in a week. That's great. Wow. So. so what you're saying is there are tools out there. That's what I'm hearing exactly him say, Exactly what he's right? saying, yes. Right. And it's whether or not we use those tools, right? Yep. Uh, you want to speak to that, Doctor? Sure. You know, we have to turn the news off. We have to turn yeah. the negativity off. And we have to find those things that empower us or strengthen us or encourage us because that's what's helping to protect our mental health right now. Exactly. And we cannot isolate entirely and not talk to anybody. Not at all. We need to reach out. We need to talk to people. We need to be socially connected while we're physically distant. Uh, Cammie, your mother's a nurse. Uh, have there been a lot of discussions in the family about her involvement in the hospital and everything? Um, it's definitely been concerning at some points. Or there's times when we have been, I personally have been worried because Justin often takes a lot of patients there, and I know that she works there, and she might not directly come into contact with them, but how fast and easily it can spread sure. in the hospital that she's oh, in. Oh, yeah. In the beginning, there, she, I don't remember if she was having, like, a fever. She, I don't think she had a fever, but she was just having, like, body aches for, like, a day or two a while back, like a month or so ago, and it was just kind of concerning. Oh, absolutely. For all of us and yes. the family. But yes, yes. Thankfully, it wasn't anything. Yeah. I think but. that's a big thing also with everything is anybody gets any sort of symptom at all. <laughs> Isn't yes. it true? You get a headache, <laughs> right. you're freaked out. Yes. You are. I think that's the yes. worst thing that you can do. And I agree with you. I think Cammie's honestly done a very good job with everything. She hasn't been worried. That was that was kind of a concern of mine also. It's, it's not just me. Am I worried? Am I... It's I want everybody around me being sure. safe and not I don't want them to get sick sure. either. And Cammie's been really good about it. And yeah. I think working in the restaurant field or the, the fast or it's not fast food, I guess. But um she's doing curbside delivery right. and all those things. That was a little concerning right. for me. And initially, um, a girl that she works with had possibly come in contact with somebody who it was right. Randolph County's like first positive case. Yeah. And so that was a little concerning for me also because Cammie had been around her. Sure. And I think that Cammie's never let it get to her. And that's been Sounds like you love her or something like that. <laughs> that's She's all right. Right. Maybe just that's like her a lot. Is She's that all right. It? Yeah. Well, but you kids are 
you're never would you have ever imagined probably in your lifetime that you would face something like this we haven't experienced anything like this and we've been living she especially a lot longer than you right and so uh but but it is a reality and now that you guys have been a part of this generation especially cammy senior year I mean, I, I, my heart goes out to you. I mean, because this is, and I just, when I was opening my date book this morning to look for something, I had written there Cammy's graduation, Cammy's party, because I was at that point was hoping to come up then to be there with you guys for all that. And because uh, I did that with the, the other kids and, and always loved those times of graduation parties and yeah. fun graduation ceremonies at Winchester High School. It's really good. But um, but that didn't happen. So our lives changed. And so I love the attitude that you both have and have had throughout this, not saying that we never have a moment of fear and of like oh well what what if what if do you want to address all of that whatever ha- of whatever, whatever all way. of that means here here's yeah, the whatever. package yeah, take, take it, that Dr. package Angel. and do something with it uh, i love how you oh do my that gosh no but the level of support you two have for each other and that connection like that's yes. your protective yes. factor like right you're supporting mm-hmm. each other and mm-hmm. taking it to that level of you're listening to this amazing podcast and these strength-based books and like right. sharing that with each other so you're encouraging and lifting and supporting each other and watching out for each other and that's huge and that's why we talk about needing that social connection that's why we need it It that's why we need helps to protect your mental health and you both are out there working and have been essential workers all the way through it so there's a lot of stress in that for for everyone involved in that so and i think they're fine examples of this generation that have had to rise to the occasion in a pandemic where we never have seen anything like this. It's no, never happened to us. No, and my heart really, really breaks for this year's senior class for yeah, high me school, too. for me college too. graduates. I mean, that is such a milestone event in life. And, you know, this year's senior class, they were born on the cusp of 9 11. Yes. And now their graduation yeah. has been taken over through all of this COVID 19 stuff. And so, um, yeah, I really, my heart really goes out to you guys. And you guys do earn, you have earned it and totally deserve all the rituals and rites of passage that senior year has with it. So, yeah. And I mean, just the bravery, what I see in these kids, and one reason I wanted them to be on the show is to experience this mm-hmm. that we do, uh, but also to just be able to share their life story of how sure. this has impacted them. So uh, is there a final, we're running out of time. Is there a final thought that either of you want to say, Cammy? Hello, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> is Mom watching? Yeah. I have not met Mom yet. So hi, Mom. I'm Nana. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say my final thought would be to, I mean, we talk about essential workers. I'd say my final thought would be find an essential person during all this. Um I don't know if I've been Cammy's, but Cammy's been mine. And <laughs> it it can be hard and it can be scary at times, but I think that one person can help you anchor Absolutely. a lot of things. Cammy's been beyond supportive for me throughout everything, throughout trying to figure out what I want to do. A lot of times where not a lot of people would be there for you, <laughs> it takes a special type of person to stick around. Cammy's yeah. been there, and yeah. I think that she's an essential person, and I think that we need everybody should find their essential person i think that's a profound thought 
Everyone needs their person. Yeah, they do. They, they do. really do. Well, we've only got two minutes. So any other thought either of you wanted to express? Mm-hmm. He said, like, find an essential person, but I thought he was taking a different route. But So I'll say what I thought he was going to yeah, say. Yeah, go ahead. Like, essential workers, it's very reassuring to us when people thank us or, like, let us know that they are thinking of us in these times. Because you do get mentally worn out and physically worn out when you're doing all this stuff. You're coming into contact with all these people. You're constantly working, and it's very reassuring to know that people are thinking about you and they appreciate you. Like, his mom is my boss, and she yeah. individually let each of us workers know that it's she was cool. very appreciative of us. That's great. Because we've still been working. And, and it was kind of nice. Nan called in and told you yeah, how like she appreciated like you. And, and that's, you, feel good. you know, and um, you are special young people. And we appreciate, we do appreciate all that you do. Your son, Anthony, just all of the ones that are on those front lines and doing these things, it's very important. Uh, you want to sum all this up, Dr. Angel, since you're the one with a PhD? Wow, okay, I'm going to give you the summary. So okay, go first ahead. of all, it, and if you're struggling, reach out, reach out for help. Get your essential person in your life. Share what's going on and support each other. Exactly. That's a great summary. And you can listen to podcasts on this whole series that's been going on forever right here at TantalkNetwork.com. Go to open that up. Go to the podcast tab. You're going to have to hit a little purple link. And then all the shows that are on this radio station, because there are five stations here, 2 FM and 3 AM. There's a lot of shows. So the name of this one is Go Yard. The name of our Sunday show is Living the Good Life. So check out the podcast. And we are just appreciative that all of you tuned in tonight. And the family members, cool. Yeah, really cool that that so many of you we know have watched this. And God bless all of you. This is Go Yard, Mama Mac, Dr. Angel. See you next week. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City. FM 102.3. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.